Any any music, John? Oh, there it is. Welcome in to the Ron Ross Radio Show podcast for this Tuesday. <laughs> there you go. There you go, John and Mike. Tuesday. Mm. It's uh, the, the second to the last day of January already. 2024, just after 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific. How you doing? I'm Ron. You switched it again. I'm Ron. <laughs> that dude on my left, your right, is uh, is actually John Yaglensky, who is our our executive producer, my partner in crime here. And uh, as always, remember you can interact with us live. You can uh, leave messages 240-415-9090, 240-415-9090. We've had one or two friends who have done that, and it's great to hear their voice, and you can give us your voice too. Uh, make sure you subscribe if you're watching us on YouTube and you're watching us on uh, Facebook. Please hit that subscribe button and uh, and the like button and share with your friends too. And then uh, and let them know that you can actually hear the audio version of the podcast. Uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, John has informed me that we were a little behind in posting the podcasts from a couple of weeks, for a couple of weeks, but they're all done and they're all mixed and they're all uh, processed and ready to be posted. So they're going to be so showing up on Apple and, and wherever you get, yes. wherever you get your podcasts. So uh, thank you so much for hanging with us. How Better you doing, than being a big behind. <laughs> a little behind? Yeah. Okay. I got it. Hey, I got that joke this time, John. Yeah. yeah. It didn't over my head. Hey, good. Yeah. You should see our text like two days after, like a couple of hours after the podcast. I'm like, oh, John, I heard that joke. I got it finally. I'm missing it most of the time. Yeah. But that's all right. How you been? Everything good, John? It's okay. Yeah. Ah, it's another day in paradise. What's going it's on with your car? Not warm enough here. Yeah. Well, oh, uh, so uh, which one? <laughs> the the one that know. was well, in the shop. You, uh, for you've a had long some time, sort of the one that got backed into. Uh, the one that got backed into. So, oh, well, that's my new one. Yeah, that I bought and then had it 30 days and then somebody in a parking lot backed into it. So, uh, yeah, I, I will say Flo and uh, the, the kids over at the Progressive uh, have been responsive so far, and they, they set up a little meeting for me at a local shop, and it's going in there next week, and uh, they they underbid the fixing, uh, but uh, they, they said that that sometimes happens because they you underbid. take pictures now, right? Well, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you take, you take, you take pictures, you upload yeah, it to the around app. the whole thing, right? Video. And yeah, it's a whole thing now. I it was my first. Exp I haven't filed a claim on a car in I don't know, 15, 20 years, probably. I mean, the, the okay. few minor things that I've done in the past, I've just paid for because it was not much over my five hundred dollar deductible, and I figured, eh, you know what? Why raise the insurance? All that kind of stuff. But mm -hmm. this one, um, yeah, it's going to be a little bit more. I think they underestimated it, but uh, it's going to get fixed. I'm not happy, but it's going to get fixed. <laughs> I mean, nobody's happy when their new car gets run. No, no, no. Uh, you had it for what, no. less than 30 days? 30, 30 days. Yeah, yeah, 30 days. Okay. I still love my car, though. I mean, Are I, you catching, I do love I, Okay, it. a little tech talk here. Are you catching a latency here? Because we used to There's a little bit. Yeah, we used to be able to interact in real time, yeah. and now we're not. It's your yeah. I mean, game. yeah. There's That's, a little bit. Okay, it's okay. We'll work through it. We're professionals. Work look it. it up. Okay, because I would look it up in the book. <laughs> look it up in the book. I've seen. I'm a pro. Speaking of which, before I get to the my first topic, uh, I've seen and it's great. I gotta go find out what her name is on Instagram. She's a mom, uh, but she'll sit there and she reports from like their, her kids having a meltdown or something but before she starts she sits there and she nods like she's listening like it's the satellite um delay and somebody oh. in the studio is handing it off to her and she just goes yes that's right okay so we're here and, <laughs> and it's so good it's those little and that little thing and she's just hilarious as soon as I find that, uh, her, find her on Instagram, I'll post the link uh, here and on our Instagram and on um, 
and on all our socials, but it's, she's so good and very funny. And she just uh, reports from, you know, her toddlers, um, you know, I'm, he's, he's having juice right now. <laughs> oh, I've seen that. You're talking I into have the seen that. But the best part is just nodding before she starts to talk. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Well, you know what? I go. think, honestly, Ron, I think it's uh, I think it's my ISP. We've been having problems the last two or three days with uh, things have been a little bit slow occasionally. And okay. I think okay. they're having some issues. Yeah. So I think picture, it's me. Your picture is, is uh, pixelated right now. So that's why I was. Oh, yeah, it's saying my internet connection is unstable, but we'll, we'll oh. uh, as long as the audio is working. So, yeah, exactly. All right, oh. so good times, great oldies. All right, moving on to what I had hoped that I wouldn't be talking about, but now I am. The Baltimore Ravens getting eliminated uh, and losing the national champion, or the I'm sorry, the uh, AFC championship game mm. in M&T Bank Stadium in Baltimore to the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm. They were outplayed in every turn. There were a couple of good plays. I didn't, it, you know, just my my assessment. I, I don't understand why the offensive coordinator only called six running plays the whole game from the number one rushing team. Ravens were the number one rushing team in the league. And uh, yeah. you called six plays. You called six stupid plays. Now, I was under the impression that the uh it, and it it i sat there and you and i talked a little bit about this john with taylor swift there at met bank stadium and a lot of baltimore was a little bit of the swifties weren't but a lot of baltimore was was uh a little bitter because she did not bring the eras tour to met bank stadium she didn't bring it to baltimore or dc closest oh, place you could go to around here i was, was not aware okay yeah but she sure knew where met bank stadium was when she wants to show up for her boyfriend's football game whatever anyway and i love taylor swift i'm a big fan and i'm all about those two i'm all about those two together um uh, i just thought it was interesting how they're just showing all of travis kelsey's reaction shots on the field no other player patrick mahomes may have gotten the quarterback may have gotten more shots basically though it was the it was the travis kelsey <laughs> and there's one reason why that was happening it's again this is all my humble opinion uh, that the the NFL wanted Taylor Swift at that Super Bowl. Yesterday, <laughs> I looked it up, and it's so hilarious. Well, yeah, she's got a I show. Mean, she's got a show in uh, in Tokyo the day before. However, Tokyo was seventeen hours ahead. Okay, so she's going to be on. And so, mm -hmm. if you search how far is uh, how far ahead is Tokyo than Las Vegas. Actually, it'll auto complete for you in Google because everybody is searching this <laughs> and how and then underneath it in related searches is how long does it take to fly from Tokyo <laughs> to Las Vegas? She's got a private jet. She'll make it. Jeez. She'll be fine. Everybody calm down. 17 hours. That's a lot. That's a lot of time to play with. She will be there for the uh, for the Super Bowl game. Uh, you know, lackluster performance from the Ravens. Uh, I was under the impression, and I'm getting a little bit too much into sports talk, but I was the impression that my dad, oh, my dad came over. <laughs> that was all, that was very exciting. I invited him over for that because we were invited to a Super Bowl party, and if the Ravens went to the Super Bowl, I was going to go to that. And uh, so this was like my only time to host my dad. My dad came over, my younger brother, Greg, and uh, his fiance came over. And I nice. made, uh, so the greatest wife ever was like, she had looked up a bunch of stuff because she's, she's really, into our diet and making sure we're eating healthy and so on. And so she said, look, shrimp is only four, four calories, a shrimp. I'm like, I'm sorry. Are you sure? Wait, what? Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Hmm. yeah. And then, so then she's like, look, I want to, cause we love fried shrimp. And so she made breadcrumbs. She toasted the bread or dried it out and made breadcrumbs out of the six, four, seven bread. Have you seen the six, four, seven bread? That's a low, it's low calorie no. in, in yeah, some fashion. Okay. Anyway, she made that bread and then she fried it and uh, and uh, in just the you know uh, some oil and it was about twenty five calories per shrimp and yep. uh, and they were great. Oh, they were so good. 
And I didn't, we bought the stuff to put like the, if you do like the bang, bang shrimp and you put the, and she was going to use purple oh, cabbage, you know, Raven slaw, you know, all that stuff. We didn't, mm. we didn't get to that point because the shrimp were just, we were just popping them. You know, I was keeping count though. <laughs> she was keeping count. I was keeping count and we baked wings. I got a bag of wings and we baked them. <laughs> I didn't fry them and, uh, and put sauce on them. And, and, um, and that was it. I How did much do you save there? Like if you bake them versus frying them, uh, I don't know about calorically, but it's better for my heart. I'll give you that. Well, true. Yeah, yeah not as much. No, I'm grease. just gonna. I'm just going for that. Saturated fat. Yeah, <clears throat> I got you. So that was as as much as the whole day was a disappointment with the Ravens losing and then the Lions losing. You know, both teams that I wanted to go to the Super Bowl were. Eliminated. I mean, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I was just, and then. And it was funny because the, um, and my dad was there and I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but we always text back and forth when the Ravens game's on, we always text back and forth. He's at his home and he's watching and like, oh, that should have been a, that was a penalty or that was a bad call or should have run the ball past, you know, whatever. So he's sitting seven feet from me and we were still texting each other. Because, oh, <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. really? In the same room? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, this doesn't look good. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I know. And we were still texting each other, um, which I thought was funny. And <laughs> <is> uh, funny. <laughs> But it was good to see dad. Dad was over until he was over until halftime. And, okay. uh, and my brother and his uh, fiance, they were over, and which was fun. And they had uh, my brother had kind of gotten away from the ring. He was really, really into it. And then he realized that, you know, a lot of his emotions were tied up in to the uh, performance of the <laughs> Ravens. And he's like, I can't do this. He's like, if I want to if I want to go do something with my family, with my wife or fiance or whatever, I'm going to go do it. I'm not going to be, you know, I have to watch the game or listen to the game or so on. And I took my cue from him. I'm like, and my, and even my dad, because I was like crestfallen a couple of years ago, they were in the playoffs and again, and they lose and which is what they do. They get to the playoffs and then they lose. It's been the, like the past. They were, it was my opinion that they stumbled up in a couple of games. They got lucky in a couple of games and they were probably not as good as their record reflected. It was just my humble opinion. I'm not a big sports analyst. Um, still don't understand why they didn't call more running game and running plays, but whatever, neither here nor there. <laughs> I had to, uh, <laughs> had to, uh, walk away. I was, just, you know, disappointed again. I just sat there every now for a good day. I just kept telling the greatest way I'm like, damn, I can't believe they lost. That was a great season. And it was the same thing with the Orioles you know, the yeah. Orioles went all that way. And then they get to, and then, and then three games out. <laughs> of the of the playoffs and you you know you follow a team the whole season you're like god could this be it could this be it and then and they they were just hitting on all cylinders and then the playoff game the the week before and then i don't know i don't know what happened anyway so go orioles i have yeah, moving on i'm completely written it <laughs> off i will go to the super bowl party but i'm going to be going for the food and the commercials and i could not could not care less about the yeah. game at all. 49ers and the Chiefs. If if anything, I might root for the 49ers just so that the Chiefs would lose. Um, I lost a lot of respect for Travis Kelsey because of his behavior on the field in the um especially with some penalties that were called and, and a lot of pushing and shoving that was going on and and the refs didn't call anything on him but they sure called it on the ravens and i'm like he pushed first he's the one who started it nope nope okay all right that's the way that's gonna be <clears throat> but anyway moving on there are more important things than the nfl <laughs> yeah, but, I, it, but it takes no it, i mean to be honest with you when your team goes down right you 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 have that emotional connection and it does it takes you a day or two to kind of come down from that high of where you were at the end of the season and it was a huge game and it there were just a lot of questions like what the heck happened i mean both of those games were just like surprising in the it way that they yeah. that they turned around you know so. they didn't lose ravens didn't lose by a huge margin but there was a touchdown that they they could have had 
if um if flowers had held on to the ball you know fumble in the end zone fumble in the end zone you fumbled it before I, you crossed I, the end zone i yeah ah, you know, as someone ah, said you never reached like that to, breaking yeah heart mm, breaking yeah. If you could have just been tackled, they would have put it in from the one year, you know, whatever, but it's all hindsight. It's 2020 or whatever. And I'm, I'm sick of talking about football. Okay. So (laughs) I'm moving on. I'm moving on. Really. I am seriously. Um, greatest wife ever saw a promo for the USFL. She's like, yeah, bring it on (laughs) spring football. She doesn't like the NFL. She does not like the NFL, but not a fan. Nah, it's a whole nother story for another time. Um, but she was, she was into it because I was into it. Which and she supported me, which was which was very cool. She even had purple extensions in her hair and oh yeah. Well, how about that? She looked amazing. She looked yeah. amazing. It was great. And then she made amazing. this shirt. Like I'm telling you, <laughs> Rick, you're great. You were great. You were amazing. Okay. All right. Stop. Here we go. A little inside baseball again. Inside even though we're talking about football. Is wonderful. Uh, Rick mm. D's. Rick D's had a uh, countdown show in the <laughs> 90s. Kind of took the mantle away from Casey Kasem. Casey Kasem. Yeah. All of a sudden, Casey Kasem or the American Top 40, or he may have left it by then, and they had given it to Shadow Stevens, had it for a little while. Right. And then it, uh, and then Ryan Seacrest took over American Top right. 40. But in the 90s, it was all Rick D's. Uh, Rick, Rick D's. Was a, he was a big morning show uh, in KLOS. LA. He was in a, yeah. he was in Los LA. Angeles. Mm-hmm. He's a top forty uh, top forty DJ, and uh, they gave him a syndicated uh, countdown show. So his rivaled American Top Forty, and a bunch of radio stations that weren't carrying American Top Forty were carrying the Rick D's and the Weekly Top Forty. And I don't know where they got there. D's chart. Um, I think the chart was from D's sleeves. <laughs> anyway, Rick D's, if you've never heard him, had a distinct uh, delivery. Mm, great. You're amazing. And uh, <laughs> he had these. <laughs> but he was also notorious for not really paying attention to uh, what was <laughs> true. true. Couldn't be bothered to know your name. No kind of thing no and one of the big stories i heard i heard and it's third person so i don't know if any of this is true rick if you're if you're watching this uh <laughs> he was on a golf course and uh and they were they wanted to walk up some big muckety muck executive from some they wanted to land this sponsor for the rick d's weekly top 40 and uh you know yep. rick d's is like on the green or whatever and uh, somebody walks up and goes, hey, we have somebody from, uh, I'm just throwing out there, Coca-Cola, wants to come up and talk to you. And he's like, man, oh, man, I am peopled out. And he walked away. From <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't be bothered to talk to the advertiser. Again, <laughs> I don't know if it's true. It makes a great story. But right. we would always any. And I also heard legendary that he could he could get your name, kind of get your name. So that was an inside Rick, thing between Rick Ross. Program, you are program, amazing. Exactly. <laughs> the program director at Z104 in D.C., Dave, uh, Dale O'Brien. And I would call him Dave. <laughs> he, would, he wouldn't be called. He called me Don. I was Don. So, and then uh, Sammy Simpson, our promotion director, he was Sonny. Sonny, you'd get on. We would get on the intercom in the building and just and, and do our Rick D's. Dave, you are wanted in the program director's office. Dave, you are amazing. That's not on the list of things to talk about. Okay. Anyway, so <laughs> no Rick D's. How did I get into Rick D's? Rick D's. He had a uh, because I did it. I, I yeah, he did. He also he had, had a, a late song, night Disco night Duck. Night. Into the night. He had a number one song, Rick D's and his cast of idiots. That's the first time I heard of the name Rick D's. I heard he was a DJ. I think he was in Nashville at the time when he wrote that song. Disco, disco duck. Number one record. A DJ with a number one Mm. record. (laughs) Mm. 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 You're amazing. You're great. 
Rick D's. All right, enough radio. I've been told that there's a we do. I go a little too much into radio uh, insider stuff. So sorry about that. But it's I did. Uh, although I did see a comment last week that said, "No, we love your radio stories." So you know, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going to fall. I'm like 50-50. Okay, I want. I have my Captain Geese and the Shrimp Shack Shooters coffee mug. I don't know if you can see that, but the our trivia team is back, baby. We had taken, gosh, probably a year, year and a half off. We used to play on Wednesdays. Captain Geach and the Shrimp Shack, Shrimp Shack Shooters is a reference to the movie That Thing You Do that was written and directed, and the first movie directed by Tom Hanks. And it starred um, Tom Everett Scott. Tom Scott Everett? You know, Tom Everett, well, whatever. As uh, Shades, as Guy Patterson, the drummer in a band called the wonders the oneaters loved that movie i don't know why but that movie just kind of struck a chord with the greatest wife ever and me and both daughters and we love it we know the whole soundtrack and uh and my nephew uh zach is the one who turned us on to that so he loved it anyway we started playing uh back playing trivia on uh on and we won last night uh, Captain Geach and the Shrimp Shack Shooters. And we had a couple of, uh, and it's funny because it's a team of seven and we all have different um, expertise, I should say. You know, uh, Greatest Wife Ever is general trivia knowledge, but if, if they go, if one of the categories is like floriculture or flowers, they're like, you know, let's, let's hand it to the florist. You know, a lot of music trivia comes my way. <laughs> But if one of the categories is 90s, and I used to be a program director of a channel, the 90s on 9, on Sirius XM, but then they go 90s, and they look at me, I'm like, nah, dude, okay, I, I doesn't mean I have it memorized. <laughs> I might know it. <laughs> I might know <laughs> that uh, yeah. Len does uh, Don't Steal My Sunshine, and that this sample is from the Andrea True Connection, More, 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 which was hit in the 70s. I may know that. <laughs> you might. You might. You might, right? Might. You if, might. That's a, if that's a question, <laughs> is he right? So <clears throat> we we played no. last night. Oh, and then we have another woman really? on the team who is a um, she's a research scientist, and she uh, every day goes to work and tries to cure cancer. That's what she does. She's a doctor, hmm. and uh, she's on our trivia team. And uh, she, it's like, what did you do today? And, uh, and I'm like, oh, I, I played some records and I talked. When did you do? Oh, I tried to cure cancer. You know, because <laughs> she literally, yeah. that's what she does. But she's got a lot of presidential trivia in her head. She knows all the presidents in order and so on. So everybody's got their yep. specific, um, um, uh, um, who was it, James? James really pulled it out when it came to the NFL. He got, We got an NFL question. And because um, sometimes when the sports hits, we're like, no, you know, I don't know what the yeah. names of the, the new names with the sponsors of the, uh, you know, Michigan, where does Michigan play, uh, you know, Michigan football. I, I don't know. You know, it's stuff like that. And who was the coach for 13 years? And, but, uh, you know, well, I do know that it was Jim Harbaugh, but still that, <laughs> that's not the point. Uh, we, we each have our different little uh, areas that we like to right. do that we excel in. Makes which, sense. And it's fun. <laughs> Um, it took a while mm -hmm. for me to, um, because it also creates a little bit of, ang uh, of anxiety for me in, cause especially if there's something that you know, you knew, and it's just not coming to you. It's just not in your head. You know, you're yeah, looking at the person's face, <laughs> you're looking at the person's face. For instance, last night it was, the question was, um, and it was, um, 2k. Uh, movies of the 2000s and it said uh you might want to look at stevie nicks for the title of this album uh, the title of this uh movie uh starring Haley steinfeld um from two, 2000 whatever it was and also uh for bonus two points name the uh the actor who played the um school counselor and so I knew that it was the edge of 17, which was the only Stevie Nicks song that I could think of that had to do with a teenager coming of age uh, story, Haley Steinfeld. Right. And then I'm, cause I remember seeing the trailer and I'm, I'm going over into my mind. And I'm like, Oh, until finally I'm like, Oh, I know this. I know this. Cause I'm looking at him 
but then I couldn't remember his name. <laughs> and I'm like, no. <laughs> and then finally, I just had to sit there. Because everybody's talking. They're all talking yeah. around the table. And then I tend to get a little rude. I'm like, shut stop. You know, as I'm trying to remember. Trying to think. Trying to you know, think. And, I, and then the greatest wife ever taught me a trick. And she's like, go, go through the alphabet. Go through the alphabet in your head and see if anything starts to ring what? a bell. And then I realized that it was Woody Harrelson. And I find, and then we got it, and we got the we got the bonus on that. But it, it creates the <laughs> kind of when I'm playing the com- not necessarily competitiveness, but it's like I know I know this, or I should know this, and it really <laughs> it, it becomes a little upsetting sometimes when I can't get it. So, speaking of trivia, John, I have written yes, I've written a game for you. Okay, because you have told oh, me, no. yeah, no, go. no, no, it's going to be, it, it'll be fine, John. It's fine. It'll be brilliant, it is, except for we're yeah. dealing with this latency crap today, but nah, no, you're yeah. fine, you're fine. No, because you're <laughs> okay. going to be going up against our listeners. All right. Oh, okay. So they're going to be putting oh. in their answers, and then you're going to make it, give your answer, and then we'll see who is <laughs> oh, correct. Here All, right? All right. It's five. Yes. Music trivia questions. Five music <clears throat> trivia okay. questions. By the way, okay. I didn't look this up is a different. single. I didn't look up a single one of these. I knew these off the top of my head. Right. So just throwing that. Can out. I can I clarify? Yeah. I need yeah, to clarify please. here. Which please. which is, I'm yeah. really good at name that tune. Music okay. trivia, on the other hand, I don't know uh, if I'll be good at. Okay, you'll get right. these anyway. You'll get these. Uh, maybe you know and then okay all right so you who are paying attention to the to the podcast okay you can put your answers in the uh, comment section and uh, we'll see how you do against john all right right and uh sandy just popped up a comment and said uh, good morning friends here we go we're doing uh stump john music quiz the stump john music quiz number one number one here we go Number which one? Which of these was the band Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley were in before they started Kiss? Multiple choice. Ready? Rat Salad, Wicked Lester, Sweet Children. All right, one more time. Which of these was the band Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley were in before they started Kiss? Rat Salad, hmm. Wicked Lester. Sweet children. Sweet. Actually, the band had an album. They had a recording contract with, I think it was Epic Records, and put out an album. Sounded a lot like Doobie Brothers before they had uh, before they started Kiss. There was no makeup involved or anything like that. Gene Simmons, Paul Stanley, John. What's your answer? Uh, I'm going to go with um, Sweet Children. All right. So do we have any answers that are coming across in the comment section? Jennifer said sweet children. Jennifer. All right. Anybody else? Jim Court said rat salad. And uh, anybody else? What else do we have? That's it right now. All right. People are scared. No, not at all. It's a tough one. It is. It's good. Yeah. I, I don't know this one. Rat salad was the original name of Van Halen. Sweet Children what? <laughs> was the original name of Green Day. Wicked Lester <sighs> was the band that Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons were in before uh, they started Kiss. Okay. No points uh, for anybody actually this round. Sorry. It's all right, John. It's okay. It's all right. It's all right. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not- oh, don't worry about it. It's good. It's all good. Now All right, number two. Number two. Now you got it, John. Relax. Relax. Okay. Put your head up. Right. What was Rupert Holmes' second minor hit after the Pina Colada song? Oh, oh. Uh, <laughs> I knew oh, you knew it. Oh. I knew you knew it. I know it. I know it. I got it. I know you know it. I got it. I got it. Locked. Wait, hold on. Let me let me lock it in. <laughs> you gotta lock it in. <laughs> All right, don't give the answer yet. Let's yeah. see if somebody else has the and the nope. answer. That that's this is an obscure, really obscure trivia song. 
trivia question. <clears throat> I can but sing it. Was it. A it was a minor hit. It did chart. It was on uh, the uh, top 40, I believe. It did chart. I can give a hint. Uh, the Pina Colada song, if, if you nobody, like Pina Colada. Nobody's answering it. Nobody's answering. It was a, it's a. Uh, no. It's a. Okay. I can give a hint. It's a, well, it's, uh, it's one syllable. Right. <laughs> well, that, and I was going to go. Well, I don't know that part. Is that part of the song? That's, okay. Yeah. All right. What's the answer, John? Should I should give it because we get it. Him, 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 him. him what what's she going to do, do without him? Him. H I M. Him was the song. Way lesser known hit, minor hit from Rupert Holmes. The first one was. All right, John. John, you're uh, you're one for two. You're batting five hundred. Batting five hundred. All right. Here we go. Number three. What do right. Madonna, yep. Steve Perry from Journey, and Steven Tyler from Aerosmith have in common before they became lead singers in their respective bands? Madonna was in a band uh, prior to being a solo artist and a singer. I have thoughts. All right. Madonna, <laughs> Steve Perry from Journey, and Steven Tyler from Aerosmith uh, what do they have in common before they became singers in their respective bands? They were in bands, and they did this before they were singers. Hmm. What did they do? Hmm. Hmm. All right. Any answers? You have a thought? Uh, well, we got we got we got backup one. singer. That's a great. That's a great answer, Jennifer. Yeah, backup singer. Great answer. Mm -hmm. That's not it. Next, got anybody else? Jim worked at McDonald's. No, this was in the band. <laughs> I don't know if they worked at McDonald's. They may have. There's a lot of famous people who have worked at McDonald's. No, that's not the answer I was going for. Sandy says backup dancers. No, that is incorrect. John, what's your answer? Wait, hold on. <laughs> Played guitar also. Um, for me, I no, I I didn't I didn't quite understand the sec the question. I went the route Jim went, which was worked in food service. No, but, in their bands, like they did I, this in their bands before they um, played uh, cowbell. Well, it was a percussive instrument. They're all drummers. They're all drummers. Madonna oh, was a drummer. So not far off. Steve Perry wow. was a drummer. And Steven Tyler famously was a drummer in Aerosmith before he decided to step out in front. And they got Joey Kramer as the drummer. All drummers. All right. Here you go. This is yours now, John. This is this is so easy. Okay. You're now uh you're now one for two. Uh <laughs> well, I mean sorry, one for three. <laughs> Eric Carmen of Hungry Eyes Fame, the song Hungry Eyes was in what? Power pop band before he was a solo artist. Yeah, I know that one. You know that one. I know you knew that one. Yeah. With a hit. I can even tell you what the hit is. I can even tell you what their one hit. Well, they had a couple, but the one hit they had, <sighs> which was anyone? It's not coming to me. Not coming to me. Oh, really? Oh, it was. Um, yeah, I don't know why. Go all the way. Jim says cream. That was Sly That's a good Fox. guess. That is incorrect. <laughs> no, not that go all the way. Let's it was a different all the go way. Forward. That's let's go all the <laughs> <Okay>. way. <laughs> no, this was maybe go all the way. No, nothing. Oh, right. that one. Yes, yes. Hold on. Wait. Hold on. We got. We got. Uh, let's else? see. Yes, Jim says, says the raspberries. Bingo. Boom. Yes. The raspberries. Yeah, that is correct. Eric Carmen was yes. in the raspberries before. What was the song? Yep. All by myself was his first big solo. Hit. By and then, uh, and then he came back years later with um, hungry eyes from the soundtrack to <laughs> anything. Anyone? Anyone? Bueller? Exactly. Dirty dancing. All right, here we go. Last one for Stump John music quiz. All right, John, you're, you're back up to 500. Yep. You're back up to 500. <laughs> Name the three musicians 
that appear in acting parts in Back to the Future, Back to the Future 2, and Back to the Future 3. Three musicians. Actually, one's a musical group. Musical uh, Three musicians that appear in Back to the Future, Back to the Future 2, and Back to the Future 3. Appeared in acting roles. The, well, the group play uh, is in a performance role, but not in a traditional sense of a, a performance role. Hmm. Eh, no, nothing. John? Why am I not? Why am I not getting this? I don't know. <clears throat> why uh, aren't you getting this? This is 80. This is 80 right, well, I got music and movie trivia all together. I, all together. I, I mean, I was. I was going to go with Jim, which, who said Jim's got uh, Huey, Huey Lewis. Lewis. Huey Lewis, that's correct. Because of the, he was in Back the to the right. uh, The Power of Love. And he also did Back in Time. Going to go back in time. Right. right. And that, Very good. That, so Huey Lewis, right. he was in the uh, the gym. Uh, he was one of the teachers that told, he was on the megaphone telling Marty McFly that his band was just too darn loud. You're just too darn loud. Right. That was Huey Lewis from <laughs> Huey Lewis and the News. All right. Uh, number then, two. Uh, Jennifer said. Chuck Berry. Well, it was supposedly his cousin, Marvin Berry, who was at the, Berry. at the dance. But that's uh, no, Jennifer, that's not it. And Back to the Future 2, Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers is in a, uh, he drags. He drags, it, it was a cameo appearance, and he drags, um, he's in a drag race, or he wants to drag Marty McFly in, uh, I think it's the end of the movie. And then finally, in Back to the Future 3, uh, you're at a, um, a hoedown back in the, in the Old West, and it was ZZ Top that was performing at the, uh, they were uh, I forget about that movie a lot. The, the third third installment, like I just I don't remember with the train. You didn't like the I train. I should go back and watch. No, I don't. I, no. I didn't like the Wild West theming, and I just wasn't into it. So I think I need to go back and watch it again. Maybe I'll like it. Gotcha. <laughs> okay. Which, so, by the ZZ, way, but ZZ Top fits there. Yeah. Yes. Oh, you God, this latency yeah. stinks. By the way. Okay, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> all right. Time. No, that's I it. even that's rebooted fine. before we go. started. Dang it. Woo. Okay. Right. Hey, woo. All right. All right. All right. Mm. All right. So I did mm. want to mention briefly that the uh, the Grammys are coming this weekend, and mm-hmm. um, I've, I've been paying attention to uh, the uh, you know the big awards, uh, the Song of the Year. There's a uh, Song of the Year, and then there's. Um, uh, what's the other one? Record of the Year, which is the producing song of the year is the songwriting award record of the year. Um, so I'm really pulling for Miley. I got to tell you, when when Miley Flowers first came out, I remember saying to uh, Daughter of the Elder, I'm like, ah, I think she's over. I think it's it's over. This is a uh, this is sad to watch this happen when an artist is done and they're and they're trying to grab onto a top forty hit. But then she said, "You watch, Dad. It's going to be a number one song." Everybody's going to love it. And she was not wrong. She killed it. Oops. She called it. I did Oops. not. She mm. called it. I did not mm. uh, with wow. that. Uh, and, you know, as lover, hater, whatever, when it comes to the Ravens. But Taylor Swift was hitting on all cylinders with her song, uh, Antihero. Uh, I still love that song. It's a weird, weird lyrics. And that's what I like about it. Because it's just kind of, it's just a little off center for a typical Taylor Swift song, uh, which I really dig. And uh, Billie Eilish from Barbie, What Was I Made For, which is a gut-wrenching song. Great song. Great. Just well-written with her brother, uh, well-executed. So we'll see where that goes. One I'm not real crazy about, but they're going for song of the year. Well, Vampire from Olivia Rodrigo, that could be, um, which is also, I haven't spent a lot of time with that, but Kill Bill from SZA. Not a fan. Not a fan. It's I, uh, I don't, you know, I, whatever. Wow, am I out of touch? I'm so out of touch. <laughs> um, well, it's okay. Wow. I mean, I'm in the middle of all this stuff. I mean, with, right. with both stations sure. that I worked at for for 2023, I was playing all that stuff. So I'm, you know, I'm in the middle of all that stuff. So I'll be watching the Grammys. 
um, on Sunday, much to the greatest wife ever's chagrin. <laughs> but I was like, oh, I got to watch it. I got to talk about it and uh, and watch the performances. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how it goes with the Grammys. Speaking of which, yeah. it's time to get the gray matter working. <laughs> Fire out the synapses and gaze in front of love. Form new neural networks. Utilize the cerebrum. As Pooh says, it's time to think, think, think. Dang. It's the dun dun dun. <laughs> Question of the day. They call it the uh, QOD for short for pride, mm. not prize. Are you yes. right? I know we just went through a lot mm. of music trivia, so this is kind of along the same lines of that. <laughs> it's kind of a long question. <laughs> kind of a long question. So follow along with me, okay? Here we go. Today's question of the day. It's a Grammys question. Uh, recording executives on the committee for this recognition. Okay. When compiling a list of significant recording people, realize a lot would not get that recognition. So they created their own awards, the Grammys. What professional recognition in Hollywood were these recording executives on the committee for? Grammatically incorrect. I ended the sentence with a preposition. I'm sorry. I didn't know any other way to write it. Here it is one more time. So recording executives <laughs> on the committee for this recognition, for this recognition, it's a professional recognition. That's what I'm going for. The answer to the question. When compiling a list of significant recording people realized a lot would not get this recognition. So they created their own awards, the Grammys. What professional recognition in Hollywood were these recording executives on the committee for? Also with film and also with television on this committee with this recognition what was this recognition all right put your answers down and good luck <laughs> Let's take a beverage break there, John. You and I. All right. Mm -hmm. Tasty. Boom. 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 All right. All right. Here oh, is the question one more time. Recording executives on the committee for this recognition when compiling a list of significant recording people realized a lot would not get this recognition. So they created their own awards, the Grammys. What professional recognition in Hollywood were these recording executives on the committee for? All right. Let's take a look All at right. some of these answers. This is for Pride Not Prize. Our first answer uh, is... is uh, ah, Stag, Screen Actors Guild Award. That's a great answer, Jim. That is not it. It's in, uh, it's in Hollywood. You had recording artists. Jim said Sag again. Okay. Sandy said the Hollywood Walk of Fame. A star Sorry. on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. That's correct. There you go. Nice. Really? Wow. Nice job. Wow. These recording executives were on the committee for the Hollywood, getting a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. They were compiling a list of all these recording uh, people, artists and, and producers and whatnot, along with uh, there was a committee from the movies and a committee from television. And the recording people were like, uh, they're not a lot of these aren't going to get this, but we need to recognize them. So they created their own awards like the Oscars and like the Emmys and they created the Grammys. So there you go. Nice job. Nice job. <laughs> Who was that? Was it Sandy? <laughs> yeah. Sandy. Yeah. Sandy. Sandy. Yeah. All right, Sandy, you get pride, not prize. Carry that around with you all day. Sandy. That's why I put, see, Sandy said it was the only thing in Hollywood I could think of. That's why I said Hollywood. I gave that little, that little eh in the uh, kind of as a, mm. as a clue, as a little bit of a clue through that in there. Well, nice. Okay. I know. Yes. I'm, I'm very excited about it. I'm, I'm excited to watch the, uh, the Grammys um, <laughs> just to see what kind of performances. And the thing I've noticed with the Grammys, so they'll have 
what's called a, a Grammy moment where there's just an unbelievable performance one year, as I recall, I don't know when this was, but, uh, Pavarotti was supposed to sing from the opera. I think it's called La, La Dorma, whatever. It's a big aria from an opera. Okay. And he was sick. So at the last minute, they got Aretha. Frankl. Oh, yeah. And she sang. Okay. Pavarotti's the song from, from this opera and just killed it. Since then, mm. those Grammys have been trying to recreate something that happened organically and accidentally. And they keep trying. They put these artists together, like they put Lady Gaga and Metallica together, but Lady Gaga's microphone wasn't working, and so she had to sing on James Hetfield's microphone or or vice versa, whatever. And they keep trying to get these Grammys. When we come back, it'll be a Grammy moment from you know Shania Twain and Judas Priest. You know, you're like, what? What? <laughs> they keep what? trying to do that, and. And also what they do at the broadcast, which I thought is, is interesting, is that so they give out all the awards and then afterwards they have everybody take a break and then they all come back in and then they film some sort of uh, artist um, uh, 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 tribute. You know, they've done it for the Beatles. They did it for I think they did it for the Bee Gees and they have all these artists who are already there. And they go and change costumes or whatever. Right. And they come out and they perform. And then they air that. They'll probably air that in like, I don't know, March, April, May, something like that. The Grammys salute, blah, blah, blah. So they do that that night. So when the, the awards are over, they're not out of there just yet. They still, they still have to stick around for, hmm. the, uh, for the Grammy salutes show that they do. But I just think it's I interesting, though, that. if it's in Los Angeles. Hmm that the um you know the awards are pretty much over by like eight o'clock at night because they're, they're over 11 o'clock east coast time <laughs> you know the awards are over and so then then they go and party and that you know so we right. on the east the the east coast centric people are going those guys are partying all night no they're not <laughs> They're home by 11. No, they're talking about the after parties though <laughs> yeah it's yeah. all about yeah, the after from, from what i heard yeah. Elton John with a for Very years nice. now has, has held uh, uh for AIDS research he has held a uh, a huge Grammy party and proceeds from that. So uh I think they go to AIDS research and uh, he's been doing that for years and years. So now that's that's the ticket to get to to to, to uh make your donation and get into that party is the world famous Elton John party. Since he's retired though, I don't know if he's I'm sure he's probably going to still do it. But still, that would be that would be the place to go. And then there's a governor's ball that they do for the, the Grammys, the recording industry and so on. So it'll be interesting to watch. I was, uh, I've been, you know, since I'm in the pop music world, uh, working on uh, key one Oh three and playing, uh, all the, the current music that's happening. Uh, I decided to compile a tiny little list of current music that I'm digging. And I would love okay. to hear, what you oh. like <clears throat> um you know so please put it down in your comments <laughs> current songs that are happening john i'm you, never mind <laughs> yeah just uh, yeah no, yeah yeah i'll give you my didn't really talk radio new album or or something. Something. Yeah, talk no. About that. no 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, <You suck. laughs> oh, i don't suck i wasn't i wasn't didn't want to did Hold on, time out, John. I'm not making fun of you. Is it one of the, didn't one of those artists put out a new album this year or last year, 2020? Uh, right? You were you were saying a bit. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, like the, okay. this year. Eh, no, maybe it's about a year or two ago. That's what I'm saying. Okay, I'm I was. I'm sorry. Okay. I did, I don't <laughs> want you to think I was making fun of you, John. I was not. I was not at all. Which would John, be fine if you were. I'm okay John with has, that. Uh, John has a specific taste in music. You know, there's a specific... I don't think... If it wasn't for the fact that I'm, I do what I do for a living, I don't know if I would be a big fan of Dua Lipa. Although, I really <laughs> love... I really love my pop divas. I love that stuff. I love okay. a well-crafted pop song. Mm. 
um you know from britney from back in the day and even kesha yes kesha i love that song tiktok i still do um kelly clarkson's really great stuff especially if they hooked up with max martin who is the swedish producer i don't know what it is with the swedes and writing pop music because you know abba is swedish but max martin and that whole crew um, of producers and songwriters and so on are just they everything they they do turns to gold everything they produce you know they've they've worked with gosh you name it they were uh, pink when she gets a huge monster song you're like oh produced by and uh, co-written by max martin okay that makes sense you know kelly clarkson stuff it's kind of uh, um britney stuff there sort was, of like um yeah, it's sort of like uh, David Foster in the 80s and uh, like Timbaland in the early. Right. Timbaland. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. John. Uh, <laughs> he's frozen. He's, he's frozen now. John's. Oh, nope. He's back. Okay. <clears throat> Stop it, John. <laughs> but the. Uh, so anyway, I compiled a list. I'm going to scream, now- by the way, when we get off the air. Totally. I'm going to just scream my head no, off. You're no, you're not. You're, gonna, you're fine. <laughs> no, I, no, I am. No, you're no. Elsa. You know why? You know why you're Elsa? Because you're going to let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Oh. Stop it, John. <laughs> He's trying to freeze. John, if you're looking at the picture, John's trying to freeze on purpose. If you're just listening to this, this means absolutely yeah. nothing to you. <laughs> and, uh, no, and, and we'll get this posted by April. <laughs> Yep. All right. Sure. So uh, let me get, let me go through some of this. I am a fan. I told you I'm a, I'm a fan of uh, of Taylor Swift's Antihero. I, I it's just a weird song, and I think it may have been co-written with Jack Antonoff. From uh, he was in Fun, and he was in Bleachers, and um, and it may have been Jack. It may have been another band that she collaborates with during the pandemic. She put out those two surprise out surprise. Here are these absolutely incredible albums, and uh, and she collaborates with these great artists. But you know she can she can write a song. Although I've I did see <laughs> somebody because somebody's always got to try to rip her down. When you're at the top of the mountain, you got to try to rip them down. And um, she true. it was all of the rhymes that she made of car with bar, which there's a, a, an inordinate amount. <laughs> Of in the back of the car, driving home from the bar. You know. <laughs> okay, I, I, I get it. I know. Uh, you know, if it's there, if it if, yeah. if the rhyme's there, I'm gonna take it. And who's to say she's the one, the only that came up with the lyric? Maybe it was somebody else in their little in her songwriting team. But "Antihero," I think, is still a great song. It took me a while to get to the uh, to memorize the chorus because that's a that's a weird. And I stare directly in the sun, but never in the mirror. It must be exhausting, always rooting for the antihero. I mean, who comes up with a, li- a lyric like that? I li- I enjoy it. I'm just saying. Apparently, Tay Current yes. music Apparently. that is happening mm-hmm. exactly, John. Um, I did mention her mm-hmm. earlier, mm-hmm. but when it came from the Barbie movie, and I spotted this and told the program director Key, I'm like, dude, we gotta so it popped it in and it was a number one record uh was dua lipa and dance the night just a great great party song great dance song um and if you saw the barbie movie it's you know everybody's dancing with these uh choreographed moves and cans out on the dance floor and it was just a it's a good piece um which i thoroughly because again i like I like pop divas, uh, pop princesses who put out a, a well-crafted pop song that resonates with the uh, the audience and people are into it and they love it and you bounce everywhere. Speaking of which, one that's out now. Now, this is one of those ones, songs that I'm going to claim uh, I knew all of this way before anybody else did. And I'm, t- I'm going to tell you the story about why I knew this. Um, a bunch of years ago, I was running sound for a band called the drunk naked pirates. And it was for a, um, it was for a Halloween costume contest, right? Halloween costume contest, yeah. uh, Halloween party. And it was a fundraiser for, uh, an animal rights group. I forget what it was. Uh, but 
in between, you know, you're supposed to, when the band takes a break, you're supposed to run a little uh, music on the sound system just to kind of, just as ambient music in the background. And uh, mm-hmm. we were, we're kind of going through the eras of music, the, uh, the, uh, the band. And I think I, I committed a cardinal sin as a, as a DJ, which you don't ever want to um, upstage the band. <laughs> and I threw on, I threw on a song called the best of my love from the emotions. It's from the seventies and it's got this, it's got this great groove packs the dance floor. And I'm like, literally, uh Oh, I better keep this going. So then it was, you know, Rick D super freak. And then, so then I knew where I was going, what my sweet spot was in black. And I've DJed live before I used to DJ weddings and stuff like that. But that song emotions, uh, <laughs> the emotions and best of yeah. my love um, at our anniversary party. I threw a 30th uh, anniversary party for the greatest wife ever for married 30 years. Um, but it was in 30, we were 31. We didn't do it until 2022, 2021. I, I forget. But anyway, we had hired this, this disco, I had hired this disco 70s uh, tribute band called, um, oh my God, why can't it? Groovalicious. And they were playing all of the, you know, brick house and all the stuff. Thing. And of course, and they had you yeah. know, three, three female singers and they do, um, Boogie Wonderland with the you know the emotions did with Earth Wind and Fire. Actually, I should have asked you that, John. I'm sure you would have. You're sure you would have answered that, <laughs> known that trivia on that song. <laughs> but the emotions. So this song was huge. Yeah. Um, best of my love. The thing. The funny thing was that there were two songs at out at the time called Best of My Love. There was the emotions and then there was eagles who had a number one song eagles with yeah. with the ballad yeah. uh, best of my love mm-hmm. that's right remember it's just eagles yeah. not the eagles not <laughs> and the eagles. right so <laughs> occasionally and i mentioned this earlier that you know len uh, don't steal my sunshine uses a sample from uh andrea true connection more 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 but they didn't take it from the song they took it from the the uh br- what's called a bridge and it's a bridge in the middle of the song with the piano and they just took that and played it over and over and over they just kept doing that and then wrote new lyrics and a new melody line over top of it and that's where they came up with that sometimes i can get on board with it sometimes it's highly annoying because it's like you're not writing a song you're taking from somebody else's song you're not you're not constructing a song with a verse, chorus, verse, chorus, and a, a bridge and a lead break and so on. And and you know, in music theory, which is highly satisfying, you're just playing the same thing over and over again. One of them was uh, "I'll Be Missing You," which they took from "Every Breath You Take," and uh, they just took the opening. You know, the song "Every Breath You Take." has a chorus, a bridge. Oh, can't you see you belong to me? You know, and the song goes somewhere. Every breath you take does not go anywhere. It's the same. (sighs) Anyway, (laughs) now there's a song. Forget it. These are all like. (laughs) Now there's a song that's out and it's huge. It was huge on TikTok. We just started playing it. I love it. I think it's great. But what he did was he, he took a sample from the emotions best of my love. And it's Paul Russell, uh, my boo thing. You're my little boo thing. It's a great song. It's a great song. And it's going to definitely a dance floor filler. And it's just over two and a half minutes. So it's the perfect pop song. Cause you always leave wow. them wanting more. You don't want too much. Mm-hmm. And, uh, which leaves a lot of room for the remix. So, <laughs> but right. That, uh, right. That first, first stab at the beginning. <laughs> First stab at the beginning comes from the emotions, best of my love. And then he even gives a little taste of the chorus in the song at the end where he goes, whoa, whoa, you, you've got the best of my love, but he's singing it in the wrong. 
He never says you've got the best of my love. He does the whoa, whoa, but he does it at the wrong spot. Anyway, it's it's a thing. <laughs> so whereas I can enjoy the song now, I'm just going to go right. on record now that I spotted this song 40 years ago <laughs> before that in the 70s when it was a great right. song. Oh, and then even and then they mm -hmm. even brought it back. Uh, I forgot to mention this. The, the emotions version, they brought it back for Christmas. It was a Christmas song, I think, for Target. It may have been for, yeah, or yeah. for Walmart. Yes. Yep. That yeah. was it. You've mm -hmm. got the best of yep. my love. Mm -hmm. I'm, I noticed that. Too. I was going to bring yeah. it up, but yeah. yeah. There you go. Yep. So, but I knew. <laughs> I knew. So then they, they uh, this guy, Paul Russell, is taking the song and it's now. I like it. I dig it, but, but it's somebody else's song. I guess I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where I fall on that. Some of them I like, some of them I don't. I also thought it was interesting that Mariah Carey uh, hooked up with Lotto, or Lotto hooked up with a lot of Mariah Carey and did a version of Fantasy. Um, she had a number one hit with that in the nineties, "Sweet Sweet Fantasy Baby." But again, that was a hook. That was a sample from a previous song from the Tom Tom Club called "Genius of Love." Tom Tom Club was uh, Tina Weymouth, the bass player in Talking Heads. Um, that was her side Yeah, that was her side project. Mm -hmm. So if you heard her, and they were using Genius of Love in a commercial, the actual Genius of Love. But Mariah Carey and consequently Tina Weymouth uh, had that mm -hmm. went to the 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 well three different times. <laughs> Mariah Carey took it twice. <laughs> With uh, with yeah. Lotto rapping over it, and she they reconstructed a another um line, listening to the Elton John collaboration with Britney. Hold me closer, tiny dancer. Okay, count the headlights on the highway. All right, so they they keep they keep that. But the other one with Rocket Man, and again, and it's Dua Lipa and Elton John. I, uh, and I think it's going to be a long, long time. Uh, I mean, I, I just want to hear Rocket Man. Okay. Make it stop. <laughs> oh, what's the one that's happening? And what's the other one that's huge? BB Rexon, David Guetta, David Guetta, the producer. BB Rexon singing, and they took uh, Eiffel 65, Blue Abadie. Yo, this is, you know, rewrote. You know, I think it's going to be a long, long time. No, no, I'm sorry. Um, What's it called? Gosh, what's it called? BB Rex and David Gunn, but they're using the uh, blue from Eiffel 65. And then she rewrote another line on it. And I'm going to have, it's going to be the best friggin' night of my life and stuff like that. I'm like, that's okay. Not how the song goes, but all right. <laughs> big, big hit with that. And you know, you're old when they're uh, sampling songs from 30 years ago. And you're like, wow, the, from the seventies. No, that was the nineties. <laughs> 90s was 30 years ago or they're or wow. they're redoing songs from the yeah, yeah. Hey. or Ugh. or and i was just reading up about this and i was pretty excited about it they are um they're redoing harry potter as a series so they're going to redo yes all the books all right and each mm -hmm. book will be its own run of maybe eight episodes or whatever so you can really dig into it uh, get all of it. But if you think about it, the first Harry Potter movie was 2001. So what was that? 23 years ago. And now they're remaking it. <laughs> Time oh is. My. <laughs> Speaking of time. We have run out of time. <laughs> so yes. Thank yes, you so have. much for listening to me. I, I've got a little bit of a nosebleed from being up on my soapbox. I apologize for that, but <laughs> sorry, sorry about that. But uh, look, I would love to hear your opinions on your favorite current music that's running around, who you think is going to win Grammy for song of the year. Throw that down in the comment section. We will talk about it next week after the awards and uh, see who was right. Is she right? And then we will, we will, no. uh, we'll compare and com <laughs> contrast notes next week so put it down actually you know what i'll do is i'll post all of the for let's, let's just keep one category let's do song of the year which is a uh 
or no, do we want to do song or song is a, so- a songwriter is a songwriter award record of the year is a producer award. Let's do record of the year. I will post all of the um, um, nominations on here on the Facebook page and also on our Instagram. And, uh, and then you take a look and then tell me what you, who you think is going to win, what's going to win for record of the year, the Grammys on Sunday. And then we will meet back here next Tuesday and we will quibble about it. And then, <laughs> no, I'm not going to argue. Uh, <laughs> yes, we will. No, <laughs> no not at all. Not at all. <laughs> not a bit. Not so, a bit. <laughs> all right. So if Sorry. you haven't already, please, uh, please subscribe on Facebook. And we're also on YouTube. Thank you so much for taking uh, a half second to listen. We really do appreciate it. All the previous ones that were uh, the audio only. Those are going to be where you find your podcasts. So, gosh, I cannot thank you enough. John, you're wonderful. You are terrific. You're amazing. (laughs) Binomial. Incredible, Ron. You you are great. John. Rick Ross, you are incredible. John. John (laughs) Yaglinski. You are amazing. You. <laughs> oh, sorry. It's a little, a little Rick D's humor. All right, listen. Uh, thank you sorry. so much. Please take care of yourselves and each other. Please be safe. John Yaglinski, Ron Ross, love you, mean it. Bicycle. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye.